Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Welcome, 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 everyone. On the day that this podcast is coming out, we are in the United States the day before Thanksgiving. So I want to start off just saying, if you're here in the US, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you have something deep, deep, deep inside your heart that you are grateful for from a true and honest place. And if you live outside the United States, I wish the same thing for you. Even if you're not celebrating what we're celebrating, I hope at every moment of every day in your life, you have something deep, deep, deep in your heart that you are truly grateful for, which leads perfectly into introducing my guest. She is someone that I am truly, truly grateful for deep, deep, deep in my heart. Her name is Phyllis Nichols. She is the producer of this podcast. She is also the owner of Sound Advice Sales and Marketing and Sound Advice Podcast. So welcome, Phyllis. Well, thank you, Patty. What a lovely uh, intro and what a lovely sentiment for Thanksgiving. That's so nice. I like how you worded that. Yeah, right on the fly too, right? Because we just just decided to do this last minute. And so I'm going to prep the audience for the kind of mood I'm in and... And why we're doing this podcast now. And um, and, and I will tell you, everyone, I'm doing it from a bit of a selfish standpoint. But Phyllis has so much brilliance to share that um, I know you are going to get huge, huge benefit from it. And I just said huge, huge. So clearly repeating adjectives <laughs> is like going to be a theme today. So anyway, the reason I'm having Phyllis on is, uh, first of all, Phyllis is brilliant when it comes to sales and marketing. And she really helped me get on board with this podcast, partially because she was listening to me whine about some goals I had in my business and thought this would be a really good choice for me. And also because she just um, helped me position this podcast and get it off the ground. And for that reason, is awesome all by herself for that. And she has a team behind her, but the brilliance around it comes from Phyllis. So why I asked Phyllis to be on with me today is that um, we are at the ripe old age of going on four months of this podcast. I'm still... Yeah! Woohoo! Can you believe it, Phyllis? Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) And what I am finding now is I'm getting two very um, consistent questions or statements or however you want to say it. One is people just want to know what it takes to start a podcast. And I always send them to Phyllis and Phyllis has an awesome guide on getting started that I'll ask her to share with you the link. The other question or statement I'm getting, which is irritating the hell out of me is, Hey, I'll be on your podcast. And a lot of those, I guess, statements are made as if someone's doing me a favor. And that breaks a lot of podcast etiquette. And I thought I would save some of you from making that mistake. And certainly if you want to be on a podcast, understanding what the appropriate way is to pitch a podcast. So Phyllis, tell me where you want to jump in on all of this. 
I'm very flattered, Patty, um, all the lovely things that you've said. So thank you for that. And I am congratulations to you too. I want to just tell people if, um, because I don't know that you've shared this specifically, a few people might know it. You know, Patty wanted to start a podcast and we talked about it a couple of times and to her credit, you know, she, you already had, you already had a, an idea, like you knew wealth and purpose was the, the kind of the, the meaty content that you sort of wanted to frame your podcast around, which is great, obviously. And so that was great. But to Patty's credit too, I mean, I sent her a list of things that she needed to kind of get together and think about like an introduction and some music and a couple of other different little details kind of things and an image and stuff. And, um, you know, she just did it. She sort of just crossed off the list and she just started doing it. Um, I encouraged her to start interviewing people and she did. Um, she just started recording and we, we kind of, as we were also getting everything set up. So to her credit, you know, she, that's how, that's what made it work. She just sort of jumped in and she said, what's the next step? And then, you know, she took them <laughs> and, um, and she didn't kind of let it slow her down. Um, there's a lot of things like checking music or picking out, you know, guests and trying to get all that scheduled. There's some logistics involved in stuff. So there's, there's lots of moving little parts and sometimes all of us, any of us can let that slow us down or stop us sometimes. And Patty didn't. So that's why it's up. That's why. And then she did this in the summer when her kids were home and there was a whole bunch of stuff happening and you were, you were, it was very hectic. And um, she still, she sort of was like, no, I want to do it. I'm going to get it done. And we did. So to your credit, Patty, um, I think that's great. So I want other people to know if, if, if you want to have a podcast, that's just what you have to do. Just take that next step and then the next step and so on. And you'll have a podcast. Ooh, well, that makes me okay. want to jump there yeah. for a second. Can I can I jump in with that? So, because that's such a good point, and it, it goes right to the whole theme of this podcast of wealth and purpose. Everything that I've done that has actually catapulted my success in whether it's being a mom or being a business owner or being a wife, any of it, it has come because. I took the first step, even though I didn't understand how it was all going to come together. And certainly having a team, you know, having you, Phyllis, and your team, and then having yep. my graphic designer there and, and my online business manager, Josie, who saves me on a regular basis, to being responsible for getting it out into the world made it a lot easier. But I do think we mess with ourselves when we start overthinking how it's all going to work out. And I think for me, one of the things, because one of my colleagues started a podcast around the same time as me and, or no, she was thinking about it and she just started it actually a couple of days ago. And she asked me what my stats were. And you know, Phyllis, you can speak to this. I don't know what my stats are. I have no idea what the stats on my podcast are because, well, I do because you just sent them to me because she asked me, but I went into it saying, and I've done this with all the things that were really successful in my business. Has This has been a consistent marker. I did it because I really wanted to do it. And the business... I had a business mm -hmm. strategy behind it. But the initial thing was because that felt really good to me. I knew that I was... I have had... I've been blessed with many, many amazing people in my life. And they're not people that are super, always super famous or even internet famous. And so I really wanted to get their brilliance out there. And I didn't, 
get all hung up on was it successful or not. The definition of success getting started was the first podcast was up and then the next one and then the next one. So I no, just wanted to kind of throw I that out there. I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm not surprised. Um, you're, you know, you're a pretty intuitive person, obviously, but I think it's, so two things, right? So first of all, like it just felt right to you. And so you knew that you were just going to move forward and, and you did. But the other part is, I think just giving it a little bit of time to grow. So I do want to tell, I don't remember the exact numbers and I'm not going to get into that here, but one of the things that I will say, and your, I think your podcast is off to a great start. And I do think you'll see really great success. We see kind of like a little trend line. So when people, um, start with podcasts. Um, when you get a lot of listeners, your podcast comes out every Wednesday morning. So if people don't know that Patty's podcast comes out early on Wednesday mornings every week, and you should subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or Google play or Spotify, like wherever you like, whatever app you like, do it. But here's what I noticed about yours. And this is really a good marker and a good indicator. If I look at your, uh, the we have a little graph that we can look at to see your download stats. And the most successful podcast, the graph looks like sort of these like super high mountains and valleys, right? Which is okay, because what that means is almost everybody that's like a lot of people that are listening to your podcast subscribe and they listen to it the day it comes out. So Wednesdays, you have this really high number of downloads and then Tuesday, Thursday, so on, like it's significantly lower, but that's such a good sign because they're regularly listening and they've subscribed because they're automatically like, it's just probably showing up in their app. And yeah, so it's, it's just the best possible marker. Um, so Good for you and congratulations. It's awesome. Yay. I'm successful and I didn't even know it. That's right. Well, you know what? I And I will say this is, for me, this is the marker of success in starting something like this is one of my guests sent me a message she got on LinkedIn from a total stranger. And it was someone that actually I don't know how I'm connected to her. And maybe she just found the, the podcast because she was searching that topic. And it just said, you know, your, your interview found me exactly the right time. And then she went on to make a change because of it. And every once in a while, I will, you know, get that message from a guest or I will get it from a listener. And to me, that mm-hmm. success right now for, for my goals for the podcast is to know that the information I'm bringing to light is helping someone. And then for the people that I'm bringing on who are just phenomenally brilliant, that they are being found by other people who can benefit from their brilliance. So all of that just feels super yummy and delicious to me. And so that's well, awesome. I'm glad. And Which, I do, I do love, I actually feel like a little like under, um, like not maybe impressive enough to be on your podcast. Cause all of the people you've had on have, are, have been super, really phenomenal, very accomplished, really smart. Um, I've enjoyed all of them just as a listener. Um, so yeah, I've loved, and I bought their books and stuff. So, I mean, I'm becoming fans of these people because you're introducing them to me and because you're a good interviewer and they're very comfortable. Like they're, they're very open and sh- they're very comfortable. They're sharing. It's very, it's nice. Cause right. They're just having a conversation with Patty and we get to listen in and yeah, it's, I, I've, I've been enjoying it very much. Well, thank you for that. And yes, you are just as brilliant as all of them. <laughs> and 
I love showcasing you. So that actually helps um, transition to one of the things I wanted to talk about, which is what is the appropriate way to pitch a podcast? Now, for all of you listening, um, there's two reasons. I said one of them was people are kind of talking to me as if they're doing me a favor by coming on the podcast or they're kind of throwing out the idea of being on the podcast. And hey, if you're one of my high school besties, that's totally fine. You know, you and I roll together that way. But if you're not that, that's not really the way to approach someone, even someone that's four months into her podcast. And um, I love hearing about brilliant people and I love featuring them. So it's not that I don't want to feature you. It's just I there is a way to do it that um, it can be received and, and digest it in a way that's helpful. And so the second reason I'm asking Phyllis to talk about this is I'm, I've never pitched podcasts. I've been on them, but it's usually been because of a synchronicity. I sat it next to someone at a conference or um, they heard me on a stage or something like that. So I'm going to be learning alongside of you. So Phyllis, what do you think is the right way to pitch a podcast? Okay. So I'm sure there's probably a couple of right ways, but the there's a couple of key things that I would I would that I know will be helpful. And if pitching and being on podcasts is a strategy that somebody listening wants to employ, it's a great strategy for raising your profile. It's a great way to um, obviously you're leveraging then the other the audience of whoever's podcast you're on, and so you know all those good things happen. And Patty, I would I know that you speak and you you have lots of going on in that particular part of your business, but. Uh, being on other people's podcasts is also one of the things that we know helps your podcast grow. Uh, we have, you know, we podcast listeners tend to, um, you know, they're already familiar with the format and they really enjoy it. So if I would encourage you, if it's within your bandwidth and it's not going to pull you away from other things that you're working on to definitely um, maybe get on some other podcasts and um, yourself. So uh, we'll leave that right there. But for now, no, you, when we're, wait, wait, wait. No, you gave me that homework. That's what I'm saying. I so now I'm. So we're going to pitch. You gave me the homework. Right. I'm going to do it. Right. Tell me how. Okay. So a couple of things that you want to do. Obviously, the single, you're going to do a little bit of research or homework. You want to find someone that's going to have uh, an audience that is going to align somewhat with yours. They don't have to be a perfect match, right? But there's got to be a pretty significant overlap, right? So that the um, the types of, whether it's the type of content, whether it's uh, whatever those sort of demographics are, obviously there needs to be a bit of a fit. Uh, first of all, just because that's going to be most advantageous to you as a podcaster, but it's also going to be most advantageous, right, to the person who's who's hosting you and allowing you into their uh, their space. And their when you have someone on your podcast and when you're hosting, you're vouching for that person somewhat, right? So you really want to do your homework and make sure that you're not just sort of randomly pitching people and just sort of seeing what sticks out there. Um, I think some of that gets done sometimes and, you know, maybe people can kind of get lucky and it works out. Um, I just don't think it's the best strategy. So do a little homework and find out what other podcasts are out there that would be a good fit again, from that audience perspective. The second thing I would recommend you do, and this is crazy because this does not happen. And it's to me, it seems like such common sense. Listen to the podcast. Listen to, if you're going to pitch somebody, if you're going to, well, for this example, we'll just use Patty. So if somebody's listening and they want to be on Patty's podcast, 
then, you know, they need to have listened to your podcast and understand what you talk about and how you talk about it and the way that you go about um, having those conversations. It's, it's crazy to me that people would pitch and not do that, but it happens all the time. Yeah. And, you know, um, an interesting thing happened where someone said, yeah, I heard you had a podcast. Basically, this was it. I heard you had a podcast. I would be a great um, guest. You know, I'm really great at podcasts. And I said, okay, well, tell me what you feel fits in the wealth and purpose concept, you know, like that you talk about. I was still being friendly at that point. And the person said, oh, no, I'm not talking about making money. Like, that's not what I talk about. And the whole point of the podcast is that wealth is about more than making money. So I was like, you didn't even listen to one of <laughs> yeah. them. Not even yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Or the, actually, you get that from the intro. You would have even had to listen to a whole one. It was the pre-recorded intro would have given you that. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. So, okay. So that we've made that point. I think it's just, first of all, it's respectful. And also to your benefit, you know, you want to make sure that this is somebody that you're going to be somewhat in alignment with and that their style is going to match with yours and all those good things. Okay. The second thing then when you're ready to pitch and okay, we've decided like Patty's podcast is a good one. I'm going to go ahead and pitch her. Um, the best way to pitch is um, to, to be thoughtful again and to be really specific. So you may want to pitch a, a show idea or two and say, well, you know, part of the reason that I would love to be on the Wealth and Purpose podcast is because I have this experience with, you know, this wealth or issue or, or you know, you've got to relate it back to what Patty talks about. And um, I would be specific, give her... A, to, you don't have to give her the entire thing, but I would give them two or three bullet points um, that says, you know, we could talk about this and this and this. And I think that your audience would enjoy it. So again, you have to do a little bit of work and you have to be able to know the kinds of things that Patty's going to be interested in having on her show, but you're much more likely to get a yes. And you're much more likely to have Patty reach out to you and say, okay, you know what? That idea isn't exactly what I wanted to talk about, but what if we tweaked it or whatever? It doesn't have to be fully baked, but it needs to be um, relevant for sure. I love that. So um, anything else? Yeah. There's one other thing um, is, uh, when you can, and I'm, I'm terrible. I, I'm not good at this all the time. Sometimes my emails get a little too long when I'm pitching. So when you can keep it as short and concise as you can, just because you're being respectful of people's time. If I see a three paragraph email come over, uh, it's just really challenging sometimes to be able to focus on that in the moment. So, so be concise when you can. The other thing is to make it really easy. If you've been on other podcasts, give them a link. If you've got video on your website or you've got a couple places, so because if I don't know you from Adam, I'm going to check you out before I'm going to let you be on my podcast. And Patty's going to do the same thing. So make it really easy. Say, here's here's links to two or three other podcasts I've been on, or here's a link to a video I've done. If you haven't done a lot of that kind of thing, it's okay. But if you have, make it really easy. The other thing that can be really easy is to just provide at the bottom of the bottom of your email links to a couple of your social media um, sites just so that we can understand a little bit of the reach that you have so that we understand, you know, like maybe you've got a very active Facebook group or you've got a really large following on Instagram or whatever. For me anyway, that's not like a, 
I don't require, there are some podcasters that would require that you have a following of X number, you know, like 20,000 people. I'm not like that. I don't know if Patty is, but I think if you have that information, again, make it super simple. All you have to do is put the links. Um, We can check that out. And that way um, we can also have an understanding of, I can look at your Instagram and then I'm going to know more about you. Like, how do you show up on Instagram? What kind of interactions are you having? What kind of people seem to be following you and commenting and what hashtags are you using? Um, You know, in like five minutes, I can look at that and probably go, oh, you know what? I think this person is definitely, might definitely be a good fit. I'd really like to talk to them. I think that's such a good point. For me personally, it would not be important what someone's reaches because this is really a podcast that's about um, highlighting different aspects of wealth creation while living your purpose. And I think so many people have something to add to that conversation. That being said, what I do look for is, um, and this is just me personally. So for anyone listening who might want to be on the podcast here is I will really need some proof that you are walking your talk. That Mm -hmm. to me is the biggest concern I have in who I'm showcasing because what I found is, especially in the internet marketing world, which is where you and I play, Phyllis, is there's a lot of people out there that get visibility and rise to kind of this internet fame. Mm -hmm. And then you meet them and... and the way that they are in IRL in real life doesn't actually match a lot of what they say. And that to me would be the biggest challenge to having someone on. And it wouldn't even be a challenge because I just couldn't showcase someone that I didn't feel was walking their talk. Right. Absolutely. And and you're right. I mean, again, I don't, I don't worry about numbers and stuff either. Um, I feel like, like you, I feel like if I put and, and this is for your listeners too. And if you're just new in podcasting or, or you're considering it, you know, the best thing you can do is to create the best possible co- content that you can, which is what Patty is doing. She's having these meaningful conversations with people that she knows are walking their talk and they have something really interesting and, and valuable to share. And that's, that's going to win in the long run. That's going to win. I like that you have that strategy. And when somebody's pitching now, this is perfect. You should almost maybe if somebody pitches you, maybe you should just send them the link to this when it's live and say, you know what, if you want to pitch me, like listen to this first (laughs) and then send me some information. Yeah, totally. I might use it too. This is awesome. I might share it with other people too and be like, here, this is, (laughs) listen to this. And then, you know, if you want to, if you want to talk, then, you know, reach out to me anyway. That and and I do want to say though, um, for people who do require a certain reach, I respect that and I appreciate that. You know, if you're growing a podcast and you have a strategy, and part of your strategy for bringing guests on is to grow your podcast, and that's a priority for you, that I have zero judgment on that. It's just not you mm-hmm. know it has nothing to do with my strategy. So. Yeah. Right. And I would say to most people, and there's always going to be a couple of outliers that are just different, but most people who are, are concerned with reach, um, I, you know, I think are also equally concerned with putting together really quality content. I'm not saying that they're, you know, um, sacrificing quality for reach. Um, I think that happens on occasion. I don't think it's common. And I think um, those kinds of podcasts probably don't last too long. So yeah, but I'm with you there. 
I agree. And, and some people too are looking at advertising or might have sponsors. And so they have some commitments and obligations to those people. And if that's the case, um, you know, that's part of that's baked into a little bit of their business model. And that's part of what they're probably trying to accomplish as well. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of their business. And I would say that because this kind of feels like similar to what I learned pitching um, both to speak at events yeah. and then pitching press is the and I'm I'm sort of asking you this, Phyllis, and then maybe just deciding it for myself is you what you just want to try and figure out what is important to that person because you may not have a reach, but you might have something else that could be valuable to them and they're not going to know to ask for that. So if you've got something you think might be valuable to them, I would imagine it would be helpful to keep put that in the initial pitch. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's where you want to be specific. And that's why listening is so important, right? Because if somebody listened to your podcast and even if they didn't, don't have a reach at all, uh, but maybe they've got a book or whatever, like they've got something, you know, they're going to be able to say, Oh my gosh, when you had this conversation with this guest, you know, this is so in alignment with what I do. And then here's two or three sentences about that. Yeah, that's, it's, it's everything really. I think when, um, we're looking for, uh, again, creating really good and you are specifically looking for having these really meaningful conversations around this topic. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So you have a guide on how to get started with a podcast. I, I want to talk about a couple of things that I think will trip people up when they're starting a podcast, but, um, do you want to, do you have an easy URL to offer or should we put that in the show notes on, um, how to get that guide to starting a podcast? Sure. We can do both. Um, but it's, it's soundadvicesales.com and then slash start your podcast, like one big long word. And that'll take you to, uh, the download, the guide's free. It's, it's got a lot of information, both about the planning part. So if you're, if you're not sure, it, it takes you all the way from sort of planning and concept all the way through to like recording and making it public and, and, and sort of all the things in between. That's awesome. And I've, I've seen the guide. I've given it to people. So I can tell you from personal experience, having already gone through this process, well, Phyllis gave me a lot of that information ahead of time, but it's, it's a really quality piece of information. So, and and I switch gears going from pitching to podcast, but I'm hoping at this point now for those listening you, that you're excited about possibly starting a podcast. I I don't encourage people to start a podcast because it's trending, although the sense I'm getting is that it's trending. I'm just not as aware of that kind of stuff. But the kind of contact that I've had with my tribe as a result of this podcast has really blown me away. I pride myself on writing emails that are very um, like open and honest. So I do get a lot of responses to my e-zine or my newsletter. Um, but the kinds of responses I get to this podcast are crazy. Like people leaving me voicemails, uh, crying and, and just... just sending me messages that they've listened to a particular interview like three or four times and the difference it's making for them. So I do, if you have a heart-centered business or a heart-centered mission, maybe you're working in corporate and you've got a heart-centered mission, uh, a podcast is such a great way to reach people from the basic standpoint that like, uh, you don't have to have makeup. You could literally (laughs) be in your pajamas. 
You don't have to like, you know, you don't have to have shower. You don't even have to have brushed your teeth, which would be really exciting for my son who finds that to be problematic at this point. So, um, so let's just um, talk. What do you think, Phyllis? Because we'll, we won't go through what it takes to start a podcast in detail. The guy does that. But what do you think kind of like are roadblocks for people to get started that, that you can help them get over? Um, yeah, so that's, that's so great what you just said. And I appreciate, I agree with you. Two things I would say, P- putting a podcast together um, isn't particularly difficult, but it's, there's like all these like little bitty steps and there's a number of things that only have to be done once. And I will tell you for a lot of people that that's kind of where they just stop. They just realize like, Oh, there's a couple of different things that have to happen. And it, it can be over. So I would just encourage you, let us help you or, or find somebody else to help you. Just, just get through that. Got to get these things done once kind of phase. The other thing is I believe that people I mean, Patty, you're a very accomplished speaker. You speak, you know, all the time and you've got, you've been speaking in public and and making presentations and keynotes and things. So um, you're, you know, uh, coming into a podcast and and having conversations was probably very easy for you. Some other people, if they don't have that kind of background, this can feel really intimidating and they can feel like maybe they're not going to be good at it. So here's what I would tell everyone, um, for most people, not everybody, but most people communicate much better verbally than they might in writing and other forms of communication. And the, it just takes a little bit of practice. Um, I talk with new podcasters all the time and they'll record, uh, we tell them to do some practice recordings if they're not feeling super confident, um, like Patty, who just jumped in and started interviewing people, but, uh, which is great. If you're, if you've got that, go for it. Um, but they, and then they're really frustrated that their first couple of recordings don't sound fantastic. And, um, I remind them all the time, you know, we, you know, there's lots of skills out there and we, you know, we, we expect to be like great at it the very first time we try it. So don't just don't let the technology stop. You get the, get the done once type of things taken care of and off your plate. And then just practice doing some recordings practice. Um, if you're going to do interviews, practice interviews with your, you know, your best friend or your sister or your husband or whatever practice so that that stuff feels really, really easy and really, um, you know, your confidence and your capabilities grow. Those are the two biggest things that, that stop people, the technology piece. And then the like, Oh my God, what if I'm not good at it? Peace. Mm. Oh, good point. Cause I love talking to people. So that didn't really stand in my way, but I could see that it might or does um, for a lot of people. So I will tell you guys just listening. There's some things that somebody can't do for you. For the most part, they can't do for you. Even though I like begged Phyllis to do it and she finally agreed to do it. But then I ended up doing it for myself because I realized it was a really ridiculous request, which was to find your music, your intro and your outro music. And Phyllis, I think this is the most cruelest (laughs) assignment anyone should have. And I sent one of my clients to you, Jen Liddy, and she's launched her podcast with you. And she texted me and she's like, oh my God, I, I'm having to pick music. It's brutal. And I'm like, I know it's totally brutal. But I was like, but I'll pick your music for you just because yeah. I know her so well. And I sent her like four tracks. 
So for those of you listening, picking music sucks. You're not confused when you go to do it. It's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. And But the good news is you only have to do it once. Right. And in case you're wondering how I did it or how I would say you would do it, I learned this from a, a video producer a long time ago when I had to pick other music for some stupid thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel you about it. You clearly don't like doing that. Okay. I, th- I can't, it is, I mean, maybe if you're music oriented, so if you're listening to this and you're going to start a music podcast, you're probably like, I am going to nail this assignment. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So you go to Audio Jungle. That's like where I, you can get stock audio where you can like buy the rights to using something, but then you go and there's just this massive library. And so then you've got to find this like nuanced art of picking words that sort of match your vibe. And so anyway, that's how I did it. And that is just like a microscopic piece of the puzzle. But I felt like it was the biggest roadblock for me. And so I just need to get that off my chest. Well, I'm glad that you shared that, Patty, because I I really didn't know that it was that big of a roadblock. So thank you for sharing. And maybe I need to... This is helpful because maybe other people run into that. And so maybe we can give them some guidance. Um, But sometimes too, to your point, there are some people like... I had one client that sent me like eight different tracks and she's like, I can't decide between these. Like you have to pick. And I'm like, no, (laughs) but at the same time too, it's like eight different tracks is way too many, like narrow it down to two, narrow it down to three. Then we can kind of talk about it. The other thing to remember, this is just like with websites and all kinds of other stuff that we put out in the content world, right? It's, it's a, it's, it's a clip of music and if you want to change it in three months or six months or whatever, you can, you know, you're not married to it. It's not carved in stone. Like it's, it's, it's okay. Make a choice that you feel good with in the moment. And um, if you want to change it down the road, okay, that's, that's totally fine. Well, now the, now you all have a background look (laughs) at how I sabotage myself. I find a tiny, teeny tiny piece of something that we have to get done. And I make a mountain out of a molehill. That's how I roll people. (laughs) But here we are and the music's out and we have a podcast. So I clearly got over it. I gave myself a time limit. I gave myself exactly two hours on Audio Jungle and that I would have an answer by the end of it. Oh, well, that's smart. I'm I'm glad that you did that. Oh, yeah, because I'd probably still be inside Audio Jungle right now trying to figure it out like clawing, clawing at the wall and, and looking a little crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you, you made the choice. And I will tell you, if you're listening and you have the... Well, obviously, you're listening because I'm talking and you're hearing me. If you have the resources to have a team do this... So what Phyllis referenced, which you may not realize, is you can just hire her team or another team. I, I mean, I can vouch for these guys. They're awesome. But you can hire a team to just get you set up. So just the initial setup or the ongoing. And as much help as you can you know, invest in, invest in that help. It will be well worth it. So I will leave it at that. Phyllis, do you have any... Oh, I didn't ask you my questions, though. We got to get to my questions. But do you have any last thoughts on what we are talking about? Uh, no, I, no, I think you've summarized it nicely. And um, I think if people are truly interested, the guide I think will be helpful. We, we really tried to break down a lot of those little steps to where people kind of get stuck. So I think, I think it's great. Thank you. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Awesome. So Phyllis, yes, I usually start off with this question. So what is your definition of wealth? 
Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I forgot you didn't ask me that in the beginning. Although I did think about it a little bit because I know that you asked this. And it's interesting. So to me, anyway, one of the things that really the first thing I popped in my head really has comes up with concept, right, of financial wealth. And for me, that's like a couple of things there. One of the things I believe sort of financial wealth is when you have what I would call sort of like passive income, right? So when you are, when you have the ability or you you have, you have money basically coming in that you don't necessarily, you don't have to do anything for, although that's not quite right. But you know what I mean? When I say passive, you do. Yes. And I think just saying having money come in without an attachment to you having to work for it. I think that's great. And so again, you know, and that could be anything, right? Like investments, but it could also be like, you know, we have a rental property or whatever. So anyway, but so that's the first thing that popped in my head. And then obviously I know, you know, the wealth, um, the other part about wealth, I think is for me is, um, I used to say, you know, being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it and where you want to do it. Um, but now I believe it's, there's actually another component to that, which is also, it's involved in, in making an impact, right? So whatever that means for other people, but I know what it means for me. And it's really important that, that that piece is in there somewhere, right? That that's part of the, that's part of the, the, the stew, so to speak, right? And being able to um, create your life that way so that you can make an impact and you can do things that are really important to you, or you can contribute to um, causes or things that are really meaningful um, and work certainly is, is very meaningful for me as well, but that's kind of where it is. I feel like that didn't make a lot of sense, but that's it. It, it did. <laughs> it absolutely did. And then um, what do you feel your purpose is? Um, yeah. So a couple of, a couple of things about this too. So one of the people that you interviewed, and I don't remember which one it was, it has it's one of the recent ones in the last couple of weeks talked about the fact that our purpose changes, right? So the, the purpose I think I had in my twenties or thirties or whatever, just different times in my life. And I agree with that. I don't know that I came to that realization until a few years ago, because I think at one point I felt like it was going to be this sort of big purpose thing that would drop out of the sky sort of into my lap. And like, that would just be this, this thing. And I think some people get callings like that, but my purpose, I, I believe that my purpose is to help people get their message and information out to the world and feel really confident about doing it. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I would say that completely agrees with where I see your zone of genius, at least in my business. And so what advice do you have for people? And it should be get a podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what advice do you have to someone who is looking to grow their wealth and live their purpose more fully? Well, the advice probably would be advice that I actually um, learned and got from you at times, which is to listen to yourself and trust yourself. Um, I think a lot for many of us and Patty, I know this may have been part of of your past as well. Like a lot of people, we were really um, focused and determined and we've had times in our careers where like, we're just going to get the job done. Like we're going to be the person that powers through and, and, you know, just accomplishes whatever's in front of us. And I think those are admirable traits, but during, I know, at least for me personally, when I was doing that kind of thing and and had that kind of lifestyle, um, I was 
we're totally not listening to, you know, red flags could come up everywhere. And I was like, just going to plow them over. Right. I I was just, wasn't going to pay attention. And so, yeah. So now the advice I would give other people is to, to, to pay attention to those. They're coming up for a reason. Um, and it's almost sort of, again, it's a detour or it's, it's a message to at least slow down and be thoughtful and those kinds of things. And I'm not perfect at it now, but I'm definitely much better. And at, at, at recognizing those moments and then, you know, really pausing. And instead of giving in to my tendency to want to just, you know, run the red flag over um, to maybe think like, okay, you know, why there's obviously something that's not fitting or not in alignment. I need to pay attention. Oh, I love that. Pay attention to your inner compass. Um, Well, thank you so much, Phyllis. Any last words of wisdom you want to leave the audience with? Uh, no, I'm, I'm great. If, uh, if you're not subscribed to Patty's podcast, you should totally get on board with her and also get her emails and stuff. She's also a really great writer. And some of your emails actually, Patty, make me cry. So <laughs> in a you know, good I way, give, though. I give myself extra points every time I can make someone cry. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No. So, um, yeah. So if, if you're not on the, if you're not on the Patty train with those two things, you, you need to fix that. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, Phyllis. And thank you for making this podcast completely possible because without you, there would be no podcast. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Happy to do it. All right. Bye, everyone. And if you are listening to this either the day before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving and there is anything in your heart that's hurting a little bit, I'm switching gears. I just want you to know that you are not alone, that there are people around you that can help if you ask. But most importantly, the divine has always got your back. Always, always, always. And within you is the truth of that. And um, to Phyllis's point about listening to yourself, if you can just go within and get quiet, you will find that voice that that has the answer you're looking for. And it may be to ask for help, but at a minimum, you will see that there is a bigger force at work in your life and that your life has a very big purpose in the world. So please, please, please live it. So thank you for that. Thank you, Phyllis. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.